Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Humiliation Our Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We done made it to episode six. If you made it this far, obviously we appreciate the support and love and all that other good shit. (laughs) Big purr, big purr. Thank y'all so much for sticking with us, sticking by our side. We are in episode six. This week, we have our guest speaker, Goddess Akua, a.k.a. the Kinky Coach. She's on our podcast this week, so we'll be doing things a little bit differently this go-round. There won't be a new segment because we wanted you guys to hear a lot of the conversation that we had with Goddess Akua. (laughs) It was just too much. It was just too much, and we needed all of y'all to hear it. And we really didn't want to cut any any parts out. So we're giving you guys the full rundown, full conversation. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to our main segment. This week, we have my girl, our girl, Goddess Akua. She is one of the baddest motherfuckers in the game. I will tell y'all that. She is absolutely amazing. She's such a sweetheart and she has so much going for her. So this week we're going to talk about six figures and sex work. And my girl, she is she is she is a six-figure maker, all right? <laughs> various, various hats. She wears various hats to make her money. So this week we're gonna dig into her brain, see how exactly she makes her six figures. And uh, she's gonna give us some advice, some tips and tricks and shit. So let's get started. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to ask you a few questions that, you know, I'm curious to know the answers about. And I'm sure other people such as your subs and other doms want to, you know, get your feedback on. So I wanted to start by asking you, what inspired you to become a writer and share your story with others who are interested in becoming a businessman or businesswoman in sex work? Um, oh, that's a great question starting off, you know. <laughs> um, so I have always been an educator. Um, I kind of shared that in, you know, the small kind of brief conversation. Um, I've been an educator since I was about 19, coming up on maybe seven or eight years, if I can do math, right? <laughs> 19 oh, to 26. Um, 19 to 26, yeah. So I've been an educator for um, a while. And back in college, you know, I was explaining that earlier, back in college, um, I did a little bit of computer science, but I really went in under secondary education. So this is kind of always something I've been instinctively doing um I guess in this industry it's more so translated to marketing and financial domination but at its core for me it's teaching right continued adult education teaching and I became a writer really um I have to give a lot of credit to one of my first mentors um I talk about her all the time (laughs) but um I talk about her all the time one of my first mentors Abiola Abrams actually uh, had a couple of courses that she offered, a couple of like service packages, coaching packages about self-publishing as a way to earn passive income. And I took the class. I learned a lot from it, but it wasn't something that I immediately started doing. 
So I think with my first piece, the Afro Dom Diary, oh, I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, I'm not going to cry though. But um, <laughs> in my first piece with the Afro Dom Diary, um, for those of you who have it, those of you who, you know, have read it, if not, you can always find it on Amazon. I believe right now it may still be free while um, my ninth, tenth book is now just released onto Amazon. So I think the Afro Dom Diary might still be free. Again, just just Google it or Amazon it or whatever. But um, for those of you who have the piece, you know what I'm talking about. I referred in like the prologue of prior to how to do luxury domination, what financial domination means, how to get into sex work, how to make this a business for yourself. And some of the prologue about myself and my story, I explained that um, if there are typos in this book is because this is the first thing I've ever put out. And I'm very used to as a empathic woman, as the firstborn black daughter in a traditionally black household, right? Yeah. Um, college educated, you know, self-assured, independent, but still the firstborn black daughter. And um, for a while, I felt like I had to be edited. Mm. And I prefaced in that prologue specifically, like if there are typos in this, or if you feel like me giving you the backstory about me starting domination as a survival sex worker, um in a small 400 square foot apartment because that's where I still was at that time this was my very first book I was coming out of that prior to even truly touching six figures um in real time Mm -hmm. but that piece for me felt so emotional even if it was just a workbook right because I I, Mm -hmm. then I'd go on to this is how you set up your goals for sex work and how you would establish you know the very basics of understanding BDSM, understanding financial domination, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that was that piece was very emotional for me because I had just gotten over being doxxed. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so um, I, I know your story, not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I, I've done research on you, so I know your girl. But... Uh, give some people some insight as to how you get, got started and what led up to that doxing situation that you had went through. Yes, because yeah. I'm definitely curious about that. <laughs> so um, I started Financial Domination, oh man, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I was still in college, coming out of college. And I was living in a, you know, small studio apartment with like a boyfriend or whatever. And um, shit, I needed money. You feel me? Rent was, <laughs> rent was been due. Okay. Um, food, didn't really have any, didn't really have any money. You know, I was in college full time, working two part time jobs, really overwhelmed. And um, I just lost it. Right. I felt like I had lost myself. Um, in the mix of working and school and all of that, you know how school can drive you to depression and having too much on your plate, right? And not really financially seeing that that back come because I was overworking myself for sure, but the money wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was looking for a, a sugar daddy mm-hmm. and, and deciding that I didn't want to fuck old men before like, <laughs> unpacking before unpacking some of my ho- my horophobia, as Raquel Savage would say, 
Um, <laughs> I didn't want to fuck any old guys, right? So it's like, oh, okay. Uh, so what's the alternative to this <laughs> at that time? And I think I was on He Pays and uh, some guy, random, white, never really talked outside of this one occurrence, but he paid me like 25 bucks to stare at my feet on Skype for like five minutes, five, 15 minutes. And I was like, damn, what is this? <laughs> like, what is this, <laughs> right? I didn't have to do shit. And then I was, I remember talking to him and like trying to, you know, be like, oh, hey, like, what's your name or whatever, just just making conversation. And he was like, no, ma'am, I just want to see your feet. You don't have to talk to me. I don't deserve it. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. What's, so what's this Fendom shit you got up in your bio? What's that? You know? And then I found Twitter and then I found Madam Caramel and a bunch of other really, really great women. Some mm-hmm. terrible ones as well. Oh, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Girl. Some terrible ones as well, and um, that's basically where it kind of jump started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the, the connection of what I do, what I do as a dominatrix, and what I do now as the kinky coach and the founder of the Afro Dom Academy, that did not come till very later. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent the first several years of my career so far um just doing this for me right um I wasn't Mm -hmm. teaching classes there were people asking me for stuff I do I did know things um I had a small clique of women but in my earlier years I did not have the level of community and sisterhood that I have now that I've created for so many other people Mm -hmm. um one of the reasons why I created it is because I didn't have it for myself but I started off doing most of the shit that I've been able to accomplish so far now by myself Mm -hmm. and then in making the connection as an entrepreneur with the vanilla coaching that I've had because Abiola Abrams is not a sex worker she's not in this industry at all she knows I'm a sex worker um but yeah she's completely vanilla so in taking vanilla business classes and vanilla business expertise um I've been an educator for years yes but I've been an entrepreneur since I was at minimum 13 I've had a job since I was 13 mm-hmm. um so I've always been a hustler I've always been someone who um is kind of like a social butterfly I know sometimes I can't be I'm more of like a, a read your energy type of person but if I'm cool with you if I fuck with you I fuck with you if I don't fuck with you it's fuck you so like yeah, if we're, yeah, we're good you know? um but a lot of the stuff that I've done just making the connection between where I started and where I am now definitely was not an idea or anything I would have ever predicted starting mm-hmm. in 2017 in the square the 400 square foot apartment with no money agreed. agreed agreed definitely when I look back at like when I first started and when I first got into sex work to now like owning my own dungeon having my own podcast you know being a kink educator like yourself I have to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, damn, bitch, like, you really fucking did this shit. And it's mind-blowing sometimes. Like, damn, okay, we out here. We out here. But we didn't have that whenever we first started. So I'm grateful that we're, you know, building these these platforms for other people. 
it means so much. Sixteen, sixteen. Looking at the recording, ladies. Um, <laughs> it, it it really does make a difference because I'm a lot happier. Mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. I have a lot more people who support me because while I was doxxed, I had been offline. Mm-hmm. And then there were times where I've left the scene for a considerable amount of time. I'm actually only been back on the scene now for the last 90 days oh wow yes yes it was it was, <laughs> it was very very recent that you got yes. one because yes you had left like the beginning of the year yes I had left in November actually uh-huh yes yes and I was like okay big friend like what the fuck and then out of nowhere I was like oh my bitch is back and when you back baby baby whenever you come back you make a statement okay like you make sure people know that you back type shit oh absolutely you have to yes 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 i um i was in a very dark place i don't speak about it very publicly most people do know that the kink studio has been temporarily closed but i don't speak about too much of it publicly because everything doesn't deserve to be on the internet but um Mm -hmm. for lesser words spirit told me to to make a move Mm. and I procrastinated on some moves I mean this is how it goes as a creative right the ebb and flow of um, what it means to truly be a businesswoman and take care of business when business is good and when business is bad and I did it yeah Right. So on the other side of that, I really just needed some time to take care of my mental and get myself together and just reconfigure some things in my emotional and spiritual life to get to the next level. It was kind of like a tower moment for those of you who are spiritual and understand. Or read yes, ma'am. <laughs> so it was kind of like a tower moment and one that I wasn't expecting, but mm-hmm. In handling it, a lot of shit that I wasn't ready to let go of needed to be let go of. So for that reason, it kind of took some time for me to collect myself, so to speak. And um, I was doing the wrong shit as well. I I talk about that sometimes as a creator that, Mm -hmm. um, especially with being doxxed and having people in your family who or people in your life, because it's family and friends, it could be both, but having people in your life sometimes who don't always agree with what you do or support what you do, there are times when, you know, self-doubt is real, um, imposter syndrome is real, and you can talk yourself out of a lot of shit, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have a lot of people backing you up and supporting you, and this is why sisterhood is so big and so important to me, but you know, I found myself not being willing to let go of a lot of stuff in this tower moment kind of thing or not expecting to have to let them go. Um, But at that same time, this is life, right? Nothing really goes always as you plan. But um, trying to catapult into the next thing instead of seeing it as like, okay, this is my current circumstance. This is what it's always going to be. Um, and sometimes it's really hard when you're in those depressive moments or working overworked and burnt out moments. I think burnt out is a better word for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it can be really easy to fall into these like creative pits and these creative downfalls, like a writer's block kind of thing or a creative block kind of thing. So you hop offline to get your shit together or you just got a lot of stuff on your plate. But every single time I've taken the hiatus, this one has definitely considerably been my hardest one. Um, but more than ever, every single time, I'm always reminded of how much I love what I do here. Mm-hmm. And that this is what has literally transformed my life. Yeah. In so many other ways that I would have never, at one point, half of the shit that I've done didn't really feel like it was possible. Mm. The the apartment, the the money, the business. And I feel like at some point now, I feel like I'm just getting started, right? Things are st- just starting to happen notoriety wise profit wise things are starting to align but that's because I'm also seeing the spiritual work that I'm putting in as well so it's coming with that now I'm seeing it now right it's like being like other people seeing your results in the gym before you do now you finally see the results as well right right exactly yeah so a lot of it did not really seem like it was very possible wow yeah yeah so when it finally happened, when certain stuff finally happened, um, you know, sometimes it takes a lot to kick in and to understand it and to appreciate where you are and acknowledge it, right? Because just like you said, we have so much shit going on. We are very mm-hmm. multifaceted beings. I mm-hmm. believe that all of us are in this room. So, but at that point, I know I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely facts. It It wasn't until last year that I had a conversation with my dad and we like talked about finances, like how much he make, how much I make. And I realized that we make the same amount of money. (laughs) Like we make the same, like I make the same as my dad. And that was just mind boggling to me. So it wasn't until we had that conversation that I was like, okay, like I'm going to open up my dungeon next year and i'm going to finally make six figures i've been super fucking close 90k is is 10k away from six figures <laughs> girl i made it my goal this year to make that six figure mark because i knew that it was <laughs> i was doing it last year so whenever you like really get out of that like damn i didn't know this could be possible and start to like not only dream of it but make goals to achieve this shit you know like me and Isis we have weekly goals that 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 we achieve on a, on on a weekly basis type shit mm-hmm. wasn't until we set those goals in place you know that things started to really make a change and turn around because now the only thing that's on your mind is reaching that goal and working mm-hmm. Even if it's all day, every day, trying to get subs and motherfucking sessions, you're trying to reach that goal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So with that being said, how did you like not start out, but what exactly did you do to become financially stable in sex work? Because it is hard. A A lot of girls think that like you can just get in and start. And make a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
it is it is it is definitely not that it takes a lot of work but some women are just lucky like I am lucky to have the subs that I have that will pay me $600 to fucking listen to them just talk for an hour type shit. People don't get that. So luck and chance is definitely a huge thing in it. But it is also a lot of work that that goes into this. So what work and platforms are you doing and are you using that makes so when you go to sleep at night, you don't got to worry about money? type shit right yeah and so like most creators i am all over the fucking place (laughs) um one of the the oldest platform that i've been on um has to be night flirt i think that's Mm -hmm. the first thing that i went to the phone sex operation because in the vanilla business marketing classes that i was taking I was learning how to do market research for finding my ideal clientele. So first and foremost, the biggest bag has been investing money into myself before I had money. Mm-hmm. Because when I was in that apartment, that 400 square foot apartment and couldn't afford $700 a month and food and phone and life, mm-hmm. I dropped a $1,500 refund check because you know college college kids refund check season was hmm, it was bust down season okay bust down middle part bundles hair nails you get it done you get it laid bills paid nails instead of doing that (laughs) instead of doing that I gave I basically invested that not even gave her because yeah I did pay her no problem I'll do it again but I invested that's the right language around that I invested $1,500 into myself through hiring her as a coach mm-hmm. and and if you don't know who Abiola Abrams is she is a awesome writer I'm featured in one of her books um the African goddess initiation on the more vanilla side as a healer but also as the Afrodom network founder um but she does a lot of amazing things. She was on television. She's been on, you know, a lot of mainstream media. Please check her out if you have not. Uh, she was teaching me about marketing and finding your ideal audience, how to pinpoint those people. And for me, I was using that for sex work. I wasn't doing that for teaching marketing classes. I was literally in a vanilla business class trying to figure out how to establish a business and mm. how to translate this to sex work. Um, so I started on Night Flirt doing market research and found Amberly mm-hmm. and her book, How I Made $10,000 a Month on Night Flirt. Read it. It was amazing. Started on Night Flirt. Bombed, tanked, went to I Want Clips, made some clips, sold some clips, bombed, went on hiatus, OnlyFans, AVN was a thing. <laughs> Girl. <Bids. laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, loyal fans. And the point of me saying all of this, like all of these platforms, because that's where I am. Yeah. And Teachable as well. And Instagram. Um, and the metaverse now. Same. Yes, girl. Get on that shit. Same. Um, What's helped me so much is not being afraid to 
try something new mm-hmm. and not stick to one platform. Because yes, when you're starting off, I never tell my any of my ladies to in any class, whether you're taking an Instadom class, the Fendom class, or a regular marketing class for a business credit or whatever, like property management, just any business class. If you are a student of mine, I will never tell you to join as many platforms as you can immediately. That's the best way to fucking kill yourself. Um, but <laughs> if you start off very small, start with one, continue to make content with one. But I treat all of these platforms like passive income streams. Mm-hmm. So on OnlyFans, I'm in the top 5%. On Loyal Fans, it's very new. On I Want Clips, I haven't been in the trending charts in maybe three years, but I make about at minimum $600 a month on custom videos, which means I get 100% of that versus clip sales. And mm-hmm. I have subs who pay for the P.O. Box outfits and accessories and designer makeup and shoes that I wear in the customs. So it winds up being a good $2,000 income stream mm-hmm. um, a month. And that's just you know, per person. So I go to all of these platforms. I study their nature. I study the industry. I study what's trending, um, who's trending, what color they are, because that, mm-hmm. that definitely makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And what they're not doing, what everybody's not doing. And I pinpoint that and I stay there and I ride that wave and I charge high prices because that's what I want. And I let it sit there till it's get fucking sold. And period. So long story short, passive income and always being willing to continue to invest in myself because I'm no longer just a financial dominatrix anymore. I'm a BDSM educator. I'm a educated and certified life coach, spiritual coach, wellness coach, life coach. Mm-hmm. I've been in the classroom since I was 19, of course. Um, not certified, but I'm a hell of a teacher. <laughs> um but I've also invested in other things as well. So some people know me as the kinky coach as a tarot reader. Some mm-hmm. people know me as the kinky coach or under my boutique, which was previously called the botanical boutique, where I was making uh, metaphysical candles, manifestation candles for financial dominatrices specifically. Fendom oh, wow. tea, <laughs> right? If you haven't heard about the Fendom tea, you have certainly missed out but it is back so um somebody can send me a dm during this you know if you're listening to the replay obviously you're listening to the replay but you know (laughs) (laughs) uh definitely hit me in the dms for that information but the website should be ahimaluxboutique.squarespace.com if i'm not just high smoking this j but i think that's where you can get some fendom tea so Basically, I invest in a lot of shit, ladies. Like uh, like you said, I'm a bitch of many hats. <laughs> and um, I, I do it all. So I'm an investor. I'm a coach. I'm an educator. I have multiple streams of income. Um, I'm in retail and in the trucking industry. I study the most profitable industries as a businesswoman and if I'm going to keep it a buck with you the most profitable industries in this world are the sex industry and the trucking industry okay my opinion. so it's, you it's, know 
Trucking and liquor, baby. I tell you that. Trucking, liquor, and pussy. That's the one. Tough. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> you need in life is to get your food, trucking, get your drink, looking to get your pussy. That's mm-hmm. the Okay. And for me to find out that I don't got to give it to you and you going to give it to me for my feet, for my presence, for my energy, for my intellect, for my intelligence. Exactly. I'm bust your ass over the head. I, I want it all. So it makes sense. In my yeah. eyes, this is true financial domination to me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Definitely. It's more than a fetish. It's more than a kink. And there's a and the part that pisses me off, not to go on a tangent, but <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> the part that pisses me off is there is so much information about what this shit is that is highly inaccurate, right? So mm-hmm. for the record, I would love, just for the fucking record, financial domination, please. Please. The dom and sub act of exchanging monetary gifts. Energy through monetary gifts. The dominant sub-act of exchanging energy through monetary gifts. Not sex. And that not is it. Sex. That is it. Not sex. Not humiliation. Not pay pigs. Not sugar daddies. Not standing girls. Not, not nothing. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Right? That's the one. Exactly. That's it. So, with that, what what advice can you give to the the new doms that mm. come into the industry? Because, baby, when I tell you, I be looking on my Twitter and I just be having the closed app, damn near delete it. Because, I, wait, what am I looking at? What am I seeing? And. Earlier in our private conversation, the girls have just lost their home training. You know, the girlies are in need of some assistance. The girlies are in need of some assistance. And it's not even shade. It's not even shade. No shade. It's not even shade because when you have people in your corner, you have people that check you. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. I've been (laughs) checked by veterans. It's people (laughs) out here watching what I'm doing and DMing me saying the capital letter in Dominatrix and Black was not capitalized on your first book. Was that intentional? It's it's Doms out here that's watching my work and checking me and keeping me accountable. So it's not shade. Mm-hmm. That was Countess Dionise, by the way. Per. Okay. Per. I think, oof. I, I met her several years ago um, in New York amazing woman amazing woman beast okay slightly terrifying but like in the best ways (laughs) but her madam caramel uh goddess simone there are so many other people in this industry that hold me accountable and because of the level of sisterhood and community that i have now i know that that's what i need and that's what I wanted, would have wanted and was looking for when I started. So it's not even shade to say that the girlies need help because if the girlies need help, the girlies need help. But mm-hmm. one, take the help. Mm. A lot of people are not willing to hear what other people have to say mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that, you know, they're not taking offense to it, right? So if I'm your coach and I'm telling you, hey... I love how committed you've been to putting your content out this month, but 
I noticed that the way that you're watermarking your content, you're kind of degrading the value of your content, right? It's too big. It's in the way. It's bulky. It doesn't, it's, it's making the photo look a little cheap. And that's from me as your coach and someone who is a professionally for train, trained photographer um, who has been published in fashion magazines. So I know fashion photography, mm-hmm. law photography and brand photography. So from a marketing standpoint, watermarking your content in this example, right? Watermarking your content a specific way is going to fuck up the quality of the the photo, the presentation. It, it's not giving, right? Mm-hmm. So in my professional sense in this professional sense my professional uh, critique would be to use a different app or you do this and that trick and let me show you how to do that using this app from the phone and all of that um so that this so you can make better quality content right so it's mm-hmm. the critique but sometimes a lot of us are very easy to get in our feelings about mm-hmm. our work i mean we're artists this mm-hmm. is this is if you give a fuck this is <laughs> some shit that you actually putting out so that could you know hit you and be like well damn bitch who is you right mm-hmm. but you have to know in that moment these are people that you're talking to who are doing more than you know you're currently doing right if you want to go far you need to invest yourself in putting yourself next to people who are doing more than what you're doing you should not be the smartest person in the room mm. and if that's being said if you're not the smartest person in the room, when somebody is giving you expertise, somebody's giving you help, somebody's giving you assistance, support out of love, just take it for what it is <clears throat> and learn from it and grow from it, right? Because it's all love. Um, a lot of industry veterans that I've talked to privately have felt like in the last several years, um, a lot of the reasons why people said older doms, older vets didn't fuck with new doms is because when they would try to tell us shit as OGs, we wasn't listening. Mm. Right. We think we know everything. We good. We don't we don't need them to tell us shit. They've been in the game way fucking longer than you. 15, mm-hmm. 16, 20 years longer than you've been born. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm fucking with you in a sense to even reach out and tell you some shit you better take that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So one, investing in yourself, getting people next that you can sit next to who can give you information. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be, you know, anybody. It could be a vanilla person, a vanilla business coach, but surrounding yourself with people who are doing what you want to do mm. and um, being a little bit diverse in what it is that you're doing, right? So don't just feel like you need to stick to financial domination. Try content creation, try real-time sessions, do what you need to do within your own morals and values and safety, but don't put all your eggs in one basket because, I mean, we know what happened with AVN, right? So if you put all your baskets and all your eggs in the basket of AVN, what the fuck happened when AVN crashed? Did you just lose your business? Right. Right. What do you do when your cash app suddenly gets shut down? Okay. Right. That's all the girlies be having nowadays. All the girlies be having. (laughs) You know how many accounts I've lost? I got banned from Tinder. We ain't even gonna talk about how I got banned from Tinder. We don't have time. But you know, <laughs> facts. 
it, it happens, right? So if you put all your eggs in one basket in this industry, you're going to fuck yourself over. You have to have multiple streams of income. That's in any industry, but especially this one. And on top of that, like I said, I'm in the retail industry as well. I'm in the trucking industry. I do other stuff outside of this. I'm learning property management to own property. Um, I travel the world, right? Most of the time it's subfunded. I've had subs invest into my business, large amounts of money into my business, in fact. Mm-hmm. And um, this can't be the only thing that you do. And I only say that because if it is at its core, yes, the idea for me, um, having your life subfunded is, is very exciting. It's very cush. But at its core, it's dependent on a nigga to take care of you, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if you don't have another stream, another method for you to independently live the lifestyle that you want him to pay for, like, yeah, he paying for it, but you should be able to provide this for yourself too, mm-hmm. right? He should just be some extra. He should just be some play money. He should be an investment, whatever. You need to be a rich bitch. Okay, that's the one. Well, If you want a well sub, you have to be a well dom exactly. <laughs> right like why rich man want to be around a broke bitch like do you want to be around a broke man no that's, that's why you're a dom because you don't want to <laughs> be around a broke man so why <laughs> why would they want to be around your broke ass and Ooh, give you money hello right so like mm, I mean, invest in other things and uh-huh. don't be afraid to do that but use your subs money to do it Yes, which is which is why, girl, my whole entire college career, my master's to become a sex therapist, and you're going back to school to become a therapist as well. We on the same shit. That's gonna be subfunded too. So, baby, mm. yeah, I I mean, work it to your advantage. Whatever you want to do, like I didn't start stripping just to make money. I started stripping to make money for college. You started stripping because you were in survival mode. It's the same thing for ISIS as well. Like, mm-hmm. all in survival mode whenever we started this. So, it's 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 not... And, and I tell girls all the time, like, especially in the strip club, stripping is not a long-term thing. Like, I know women that have been doing it for over a decade type shit. Girl. A bit bitch, okay? <laughs> But it's not a long-term thing. You're supposed to use it to create your next step. Like a foundation type shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your next step? So I do see myself as a lifestyle dom. And um, since the pandemic, I was very fortunate enough um, making a blessing out of a curse, right? Um, during the pandem- pandemic, I was forced to do this and this alone right? I had lost another stream of income. So in running this full time and um, being able to, in the midst of that, um, get into this $100,000 floor to ceiling apartment, (laughs) the kink studio that was uh, previously in downtown Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, It's become very clear to me that this is what I truly enjoy. So I will continue to do this. Um, I do enjoy the freedom and the flexibility of being able to travel and live on my own time and be subfunded and have my own money. 
running other businesses and being an advocate for the community and such. And um, I'm excited. I know for a fact I have a lot ahead of me. So if you have not heard, if you're listening and if you have not heard, I've recently done like hiring and re- basically reconfigured um, what it is that we do for the community within the Afrodom network. And we've gone from really just something that was about providing resources and online courses to trying to create a workforce a safe space workforce within the the sex industry with um, tuition plan, work study options, um, independent contract agreement, career opportunities with affiliate marketing and sales, um, and a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to really make the necessary change that the industry has been asking for. So a lot of my time behind the scenes, I've spent, even when on hiatus, I've spent a lot of times behind the scenes um, listening to what people are saying in the community about problems and, like I said, people out here scamming and women doing fraudulent fandom classes and a bunch of other financial domination drama that is the industry, that is the community. But... um. And listening to those things and trying to fill in the blank for the community needs, we've been fostering something within our network that has become truly meaningful with, within our sisterhood. And um, we have a couple of really big projects on the way. Um, like I was mentioning about the metaverse, um, a lot of the content that I've come back with from hiatus has been um, cartoon for a specific reason, and it's to pilot a private project that we are working on. I can't release too much information, but um, Mm -hmm. I will say that with our new Discord server and um, the career opportunities that we are offering, grant opportunities that we're offering to um, help finance small businesses and new starter entrepreneurs, new starter doms, even starter sex workers, even um, with grant funding or tuition um, help through like work study and things like that. Um, We're really trying to create the space that we truly are asking for and that the industry truly needs within this platform. So moving forward, I think that you guys have a lot to look for. Mm -hmm. And um, if you never joined us in the beginning when it was just 10 of us, and I'm not saying this to be facetious or anything like that, but (laughs) if you did not join us when it was just 10 of us and now it's 2,000 of us and you see where the train is going, unfortunately... It will not be here for long. So, okay. <laughs> hey, we get the ticket while you play. Let's, let's go ahead and get it while it's hot. Because if you see, if you've seen us truly, if you've seen us, you can tell. I think that a lot of people um, mm-hmm. have started to notice us a lot more publicly. I know that I've been more active in the physical scene, the real time scene, a lot more, and I've made some connections and. Um, really good okay. business deals that'll be coming out in the future with some people in the city as well. 
just representing for Baltimore, right? Um, as one of the more known doms in Baltimore, I don't really, I know a couple of doms who have moved to Baltimore, who are in Baltimore, but I think I got Baltimore on lock. I don't know. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> when I told you when you came back, bitch, you came back with a vengeance. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knew she was back on the block. I said, I said, oh, okay, all right. Welcome back, baby. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you and have- thank you guys for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed today's conversation. Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. I need you to plug the audience with all of your links, all of the titles, all the of- socials, all that. Yes, all of that. All right, bet. Okay. <laughs> so, um, if you do not know me again, my name is Goddess Akua Ahima, founder of the Afro Dom Network and Academy, otherwise known as The Kinky Coach. You can follow me on Twitter at The Kinky Coach at Afro Dom Mag. Um, for more information about the Afro Dom Network or to become a student, uh, text join Afro to 443-543-6946. If you are a submissive donor and you've enjoyed your time in my presence, yes, I would expect that you also communicate as a gentleman to become a network donor. You can text donate to 443-543-6946, cash in hand, or in Baltimore. Um, Other than that, ladies, my Instagram is browngirlrelax. I would implore you to please reach out to any of our current Afro Dom Network luxury sales consultants, Princess Belle, Honey Bee Deity, Eve, Purgatory Eve, and Goddess Madonna Black. These women are working very, very hard behind the scenes to continue building what is the current Afro Dom Network. And by Um, Providing this resource, you enrolling with us to invest in your business is putting money in multiple Black women's pockets to continue doing the same. So um, we are all a community. We believe in mutual aid. We believe in mutual love and support. I would love to see you ladies on my side of the network sometime soon. Okay. Can I have you guys on the Kink Studio Lounge? Girl, mm-hmm. do you even have to ask? Like, wait, <laughs> over there soon. You know the humiliation. Now we're gonna come to the kinky lounge real quick. Okay, great. Well. Okay, great. Okay, great. This is excellent. So yes, I look forward to seeing you again. And um, if you are listening, I look forward to seeing you again as well. <laughs> Period. It was amazing having you here with us. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Uh, such a wonderful conversation oh my goodness for this to be our first guest appearance on our show it has been absolutely amazing thank you so much goddess akua girl yay i'm the first (laughs) (laughs) and you rocked it thank you week's dom highlight goes to a special motherfucking individual electra tell the people who the fuck we talking about right now yes 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 this week our dom highlight goes to my girl our girl 
everybody's favorite dom, Goddess Gaia. She is new on the block, but she came in with a motherfucking vengeance. This girl has been doing her fucking work. She is working hard in the fandom community, and it is showing to everyone. So head on over to her sh- to her socials. Sorry about that. Shashas. Head on over to her shashas. Okay. Period. Show her some love. Okay. Because it is well received, well respected, well needed. All right. Show her some appreciation with them dollar bills that you got. Period. What's, you what's can find up? her on Twitter at Goddess Gaia. If you can't spell Gaia, that's G A I A. Don't be acting stupid. Know your Greek mythology, ho. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find her on OnlyFans, Loyal Fans, Fan Message, Sex Panther, wherever you can find her, she's there, okay? Oh, all Don't be sh- playing with her time. Don't be playing with her money either. All the shashos. Find her on all her shashos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but stay tuned for this week's word of the day. Per. <laughs> All right, y'all. This week, my girl Isis is going to be talking about our word of the week, word of the day, all that shit. Get your <laughs> pencils, your highlighters, your notebooks ready, because this, this is a good one hollering okay period so we are gonna be going over what a pro dom is and what a pro sub is now to roughly give you a definition it is a dominatrix or sub who gets paid for their services slash expertise this is not to be confused with financial domination okay (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, because people are always like, oh, I don't pay you for that kind of stuff, bro. That's what a professional is. They're literally getting paid because of how much experience and time and education and all that other shit that they've been doing. And if you're not trying to pay for it, then you have not, you know, met a real dom type shit. You know, those are the lifestyle dom you know what I'm saying or the you know the people that just play to play and that's cute that's not the same as a pro dom okay okay now a pro sub could vary it really depends on the dynamic that they have with multiple doms or one dom in particular so a pro sub is you know basically the the same as what a pro dom would be, but they get paid as a submissive, whether that be for um, participation in uh, content filming or like a service sub, a sub that you pay to uh, attend events like kink events and stuff like that. But point is pro meaning professional means like motherfucker. <laughs> My time's not free, essentially. Okay? That's what it is. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Electra? Um, covering it all for me. Uh, yeah, professional dominatrix, it literally just means that I am a professional. We are professionals. So pay us for our time. Um, financial dominatrix, those differ because... Um, 
dominating someone by finances is simply that you have the power and control over their wallet but you're not giving them a service or thing in return you're just being you uh with with nothing in return as a professional dominatrix someone is paying you for a service in return mm-hmm. um so those two differ on that point uh, so keep in mind uh that you will meet some doms that won't really understand like what exactly they are yet uh and that's okay they just need to take their time to do their fucking research mm-hmm. um, to be able to fully like title themselves because um i am not a femdom i do not partake in dominatrix play for the fun of it it is it is all paid work for me uh so i do not consider myself a female dominatrix but you have to do your research uh on all the different titles that there are for doms and masters and uh see what see what fits you period Mm -hmm. that is a good that is a good way to end on this goddamn word of the day word of the week type shit (laughs) (laughs) all right catch y'all on the other side And we're back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We really, really appreciate it. Shout out to Goddess Akua. Thank you, girl, for coming on to our podcast and being our first guest. We appreciate that as well. Make sure to let us know how you feel about this week's episode using hashtag humiliation hour on Twitter. Follow me also on Twitter at Dominant Healer underscore Perk. Follow me on Instagram at Mistress Electra TX and follow my girl Isis on her socials. Her. So you can follow me on Twitter at Isis the God. If you don't know how to spell that shit by now, I don't know what to tell you for real. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I, I say it every episode. Okay. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Isis the God. And, you know, if you want to look at my little content and whatever, 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 you can find me on OnlyFans, Loyal Fans, and Fansly. Our car. <laughs> oh, that's the motherfucking one. Make sure you hit up her clip sites because her content is fire. All right check out my booking site www.dominanthiller.com for a little surprise for you guys for being such great subs for me really appreciate it and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode (laughs) see y'all next week and